Welcome to the First Baptist Barberville Weekly Sermon Podcast. At FBC Barberville, our mission is to gather, grow, give, and go. Join us for live worship on the Court Square in Barberville, Kentucky, or to learn more about our church, visit fbcbarberville.com. Here is Pastor Tyler Shields. This morning's message, it's one I've prayed about, and it's, it's, it's going to be a tough one. Um, really focusing on, as you see in your bulletin, how to disagree. And uh, I've just decided as a pastor, as a preacher a while back, that I was going to let God's Word speak, and whatever the Word says, that's what we'll talk about. So this is a tough one. I'd much rather talk about Jesus saving people and changing lives, but sometimes we've got to talk about the real life stuff, don't we? So in the book of Acts, we've covered a lot of really incredible material. I, I love the book of Acts, and I love seeing what God does through the early church, how the church comes together, unites together, prays together, goes out on mission together, and how we see God perform these incredible miracles. We see the Holy Spirit just doing incredible work, drawing men and women to Christ. And last week, we looked at how God was at work in the church at Antioch. And we we left off in that story with the Holy Spirit telling the church to set aside for me Paul and Barnabas and to send them out. And so the church responded appropriately. They fasted, they prayed, they laid hands on these men, and the Bible says they simply sent them out. From there, Luke in the book of Acts begins to call Saul Paul. Call Saul Paul. Yes, He changes, he goes back to his name that God gave him. He refers to him as Paul now. And Paul and Barnabas travel the region together, planting churches, leading people to Christ, uh, raising up disciples, doing all of these wonderful things. And you think about these two people. This is the dream team of mission teams. I mean, God literally hand-selected these two to go out and work together. You got Paul, the super apostle, the one that, 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 I mean, wrote most of our New Testament. He's just a, an unstoppable force in the early church. And then you've got Barnabas, who we've talked about several times, this encourager, this man that's filled with the Holy Spirit. And no one would ever dream in a thousand years that a rift would come between these two to the point that they had to part ways and go different directions. But even these two godly men came to an impasse. And that takes us to Acts chapter 15 verses 36 through 41. Let's read these verses together. Fascinating what happens. Luke tells us that after some time had passed, Paul said to Barnabas, let's go back and visit the brothers and sisters in every town where we've preached the word of the Lord and see how they're doing. Barnabas wanted to take along John, who was called Mark. But Paul insisted that they should not take along this man who had deserted them in Pamphylia and had not gone on with them to the work. They had such a sharp disagreement that they parted company, and Barnabas took Mark with him and sailed off to Cyprus. But Paul chose Silas and departed, after being commended by the brothers and sisters to the grace of the Lord. He traveled through Syria and Cilicia, strengthening the churches. There have always been, and honestly there always will be, disagreements in the church. Dr. Tom Rayner, former president and CEO of LifeWay Resources, has done extensive research on churches all throughout 
America, all throughout the world. And he gives some of his favorite disagreements that he's found through his years in studying churches. Number one was the church had an argument over the appropriate length of the worship pastor's beard. Number two was a church dispute of whether or not to install restroom stall dividers in the women's restroom. Apparently the men thought they didn't really need these. (laughs) Number three was a dispute over whether the worship leader should have his shoes on during the service. Don't think we've had that problem yet. Another one was two different churches reporting the same thing, and that was a fight over the type of coffee. In one of the churches, they moved from Folgers to a stronger Starbucks brand. In the other church, they simply moved to a stronger blend. And folks, members left the church because the coffee got too strong. (laughs) One church had an argument over whether the church should allow deviled eggs at the church meals. (laughs) Another church had an argument over who has the authority to buy postage stamps for the church. One church had a petition, a signed petition, folks, a signed petition to have all church staff members clean shaven. I'm I'm sorry, it's not your business how how often I use my razor. Now, I stay pretty clean. (laughs) Another one, some church members left the church because one church member (laughs) hid the vacuum cleaner from the others. It actually resulted in a major fight in church split because somebody hid the vacuum cleaner. Another one, a dispute broke out over whether the church should allow people to wear black t-shirts since black is the color of, again, the devil. And lastly, and I could see this one getting plumb out of control, they had a fight over whether or not to sing happy birthday each and every single week. Sounds silly, doesn't it? Folks, there's going to be disagreements. And there's going to be disagreements over things that we need to disagree about. And there's going to be disagreements over things that honestly, frankly, just do not matter. But since there's going to be disagreements, we've got to understand they're coming. They're going to happen. Paul and Barnabas, again, the dream team, both devout Christ followers, both men who were filled with the Holy Spirit, both men who were obedient to the Lord, simply could not agree on this thing that to us reading 2,000 years later doesn't seem like that big of a deal. And so how does this happen? Why does this happen? Well, I think, honestly, a big part of it boils down to the truth that even in our church, in the church, people are different. There are introverts. There are extroverts. There are people that can sing beautifully. There are people that can't play the radio without static. There are those who are like Paul, who are task-oriented, mission-focused. There are people who are like Barnabas, who are people-focused and uh, relationship-oriented. But the one thing I believe that makes the church strong is though, are those differences. You know, the, there's just, I look around, around this morning, we've got different ages, we've got different genders, we've got different backgrounds, all these wonderful differences that make us who we are as a church. You've got some people that like almond joys and some people who like mounds. And there's some people that, frankly, they're just nuts. But we all work together for the glory of God and God puts this unique body together for a purpose. But it means there's going to be disagreements from time to time. And so we've got to understand what we can disagree on and how do we handle disagreement when it happens. So when it comes to agreeing to disagree, a phrase that probably most of us have used before, we've got to remember there are certain things 
We can debate and we can disagree on. Listen, the color of the carpet, it's a matter of opinion. We can talk about that as long as you want to. And at the end of the day, it really don't matter all that much. But some things, and here's what we've got we to drive this home, folks. Some things are not debatable. I'm sorry. There are some things that we simply cannot disagree on. You're either right or you're in the wrong. And we need to take a stand for those things. Things like the triune nature of God. A God who is one but reveals Himself to us as God the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. That's not up for debate. Things like Jesus' virgin birth. His perfect sinless life. His substitutionary death on the cross. His literal resurrection from the grave. His physical return in the future. Not up for debate. We can't debate the nature of salvation. That salvation is by grace alone, through faith alone, in Christ alone. We can't debate the inerrancy and infallibleness of God's holy word. And then I would argue that there are certain social issues that are, I believe, are spiritual issues that we cannot debate as well. And we've got to take a stand for Things like the sanctity of life, that every life is precious from the womb to the tomb, from birth, from conception to natural death. To me, that's not up for debate. That's a spiritual matter. Things like the sanctity of marriage, that marriage is between one man and one woman, that society is built upon the family that God has put together. It's not up for debate. But then we come to other things that can be debated, like how strong to make the coffee. Uh, We could debate that. In my house, uh, that's up for debate quite a bit. But even the best of people, honestly, the best of churches, they're going to have some disagreements. Paul and Barnabas, Luke says, sharply disagreed over whether or not to take John Mark with him on this next trip. And what we understand from Scripture is that Mark had deserted Paul and Barnabas for reasons unknown. Maybe he was afraid. Maybe he was discouraged. We don't really know. But at any rate, Paul felt that bringing John Mark now would be a liability to the mission, this important mission that they were on. Barnabas felt John Mark deserved another chance. So you have two immovable forces colliding. You've got two bullheaded individuals with two very strong opinions that couldn't come to an agreement. Now, can you imagine the conversations that took place between these two about this? Paul's like, Barnabas, we have to go. He left us. He's dead to me. We have more important things to do. We've got to reach the world for Jesus. We've got to win every single soul on the face of the earth. And Barnabas is like, wait a minute, man. It wasn't so long ago. You needed somebody to stand up for you and give you another chance. And I did that. But anyway, they cannot come to an agreement. And since there will be disagreements, that takes us to the next point. We've got to choose, because it's a choice, how we're going to disagree. Again, many times, in most cases, we can simply agree to disagree, move on, and go forth and do great things for the Lord. But if that's not the case, the first thing we have to actually do is deal with the disagreement. Because some disagreements, some misunderstandings, probably most, honestly, will only get worse if not tended to. They'll just kind of grow and and fester. And if Paul and Barnabas had continued together without talking about this, without dealing with this problem, probably somebody was going to get hurt. Somebody was going to get bitter. Maybe it would have uh, jeopardized the mission altogether. And so they dealt with it. And in dealing with it, one thing we got to remember is we, we can't afford to make petty disagreements personal. We don't see Paul and Barnabas attacking each other. They realize the mission, 
God's mission, God's great co-mission was much greater and larger than either of those individuals. They didn't talk about each other. They didn't backstab one another. They didn't make it about themselves. And lastly, sometimes it truly is best to part ways. Now, Luke doesn't tell us which one was right or which one was wrong. He simply tells us there was a disagreement and they parted ways and continued to serve the Lord. They didn't get mad at God. They didn't get mad at the church. They pressed forward and they served God anyway. I think that's what we've got to do even when we don't fully agree on things. Sometimes we handle it as best as we can and we continue to move forward because, folks, there's people out there that need Jesus. There are people that are literally dying and going to hell every day. And if we allow these little inconveniences and disagreements to stop us from doing our job, then they are suffering the consequences. So in God's sovereignty, though, in spite of our opinions and our disagreements, God can use even our disagreements for His glory. And that's what I like about this story. At first glance, you read this and it seems like a tragedy. If you've ever been through a church split or you've ever had to part ways with someone because of disagreement, you know how painful that can be. But then when you dig into this, you realize God wasn't finished with these two individuals. And these two individuals were not finished serving the Lord. Paul ends up choosing Silas to travel with him. Now, Silas was a good option. Now, he and Paul would end up going to jail together for a little while, but still, he was a good, wise option. Mark ends up going with Barnabas. He takes him along to Cyprus, and he too would prove a wise choice. Matter of fact, Mark ends up writing the gospel that bears his name, Mark. And later on, when Paul's nearing the end of his life, he actually writes and asks for John Mark to come and be with him in Rome. He sees the value in him as he's matured in his faith. And what's really amazing to me about this story is that in spite of the disagreement, and in spite of the split between Paul and Barnabas, God now has twice as many mission teams and twice as many missionaries going out to reach the nations with the gospel of Christ. We can't allow our disagreements to hinder us from being part of what God is doing. Reminds me of these two farmers. They were up early one morning, way before dawn, and they started talking about where exactly in the field the sun was going to come up. And one said, it's going to be right there. They said, no, it's going to be over here. And they started to argue about this. And one said, man, I've been out here for 35 seasons. I know exactly where the sun's coming up. One said, my family's tended these fields for five generations. I know where it's going to come up. And they, they got so heated that they started to fight. And they beat each other so hard. They, 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 in our vernacular, they welded each other's eyes shut. And when the sun did come up, they totally missed it. And the point is... <laughs> God is going to be glorified. The sun's going to come up. The gospel is going to be advanced either way in God's sovereignty. And we have to choose. Are we going to be part of what God's doing or are we not? Are we going to allow our problems to stand in our way of being part of the wonderful work God's doing? Or are we going to jump on board? And even when we disagree, because we will, here's how we do it. We must stay focused on what's important. Regardless of their opinions, and these, remember, these were two incredibly godly men. And in spite of their disagreement, Paul and Barnabas kept their eyes on the absolute most important thing. 
It don't matter if I go with John Mark. It doesn't matter if I take Silas. It doesn't matter if the pastoral staff has beards or not. Derek, you, you may end up having to shave after this sermon, wherever you are. But it doesn't matter, honestly. It doesn't matter if the coffee's too weak or the coffee's too strong or the carpet's red or blue or polka dotted. It don't matter. What matters, folks, is that there are people that are lost. There are people that are dying and leaving this world without Jesus. There are young believers who need to be discipled. It's literally a matter of heaven and hell. And so how do we overcome our disagreement? I think it's pretty simple. We keep our eyes on Jesus. We refuse to allow our disagreements to become distractions. Because the devil would like nothing more than to distract us and to divide us. Sometimes it means we may have to part ways for a season. But here's, here's the hard truth I want you to grasp. I don't think that's the best option. And here's why. Looking around, and most of us are no Paul and no Barnabas. We might need each other a little bit more than they did. And so the better option in most cases, if it's something that's not really important, to just set aside our agenda, set aside our opinion, set aside our will, surrender that to God's will, and maintain the unity of Christ's church for the sake of the gospel. Now, that's not always easy, is it? But that's the solution. And now, there's also another model that Jesus gave to us. And here's why I want to conclude this morning. For those like me that are not Pauls and Barnabases, that need other strong Christians in their lives, here's what we got to do, folks. Jesus tells us in the Sermon on the Mount, if you come to the altar, or if, you want, if you're trying to serve me, or you're trying to bring me something, he says, and you realize... In the process of that, that you've got something between you and a brother or sister. He says, stop everything you're doing and go reconcile that relationship. Then come back and bring your gift. And so my challenge for you this morning, this Memorial Day weekend, uh, is if that's the case, and here's where the rubber meets the road, folks, this is hard. But if there's something between you and a brother or sister, I don't even want you to come and, and pray at the altar and ask God to take care of it. I want you to go to them. And I want you to fix it with them. And then come back. And let's get to work. We baptized our 25th person this week. You know what we're going to do next? We're going to shoot for 25 more. And keep right on trucking. Amen. Let's stand together and pray. Father, I thank you, Lord, for a wonderful, wonderful morning at church this morning. God, I am so thankful for my church family. God, this incredible group of believers that you have, you in your sovereignty have put together, Lord. And God, I'm excited about the work that, that you're doing, but not only that, the work that you are going to do through this body of believers here in Barberville, Kentucky. But Lord, as we press forward like Paul and Barnabas did, God, I know that there's going to be tension there's going to be disagreement there's going to be misunderstandings and miscommunications god we are human and we're going to get hurt and lord if and when that happens i pray that your holy spirit would give us the courage to continue to love our brothers and sisters 
God, I pray that you, oh Lord, would heal broken relationships. That you would mend these things that need mending, God. That we could come together fully united for this great commission that you've set us out on. Lord, this morning, if there's someone here that doesn't know Christ, Lord, I pray this morning they would find salvation in him. It's in his name that we pray. Amen. This morning, of course, this altar is open. If you need to come and pray, if you need to be saved, there's a decision that you need to make. You might need to go to your brother and sister too today. You can do it here. You can do it later. We've got we to gotta stay strong. We've got to stay united, church. We're much stronger together. So however God's leading you this morning, why don't you come as we sing a song of invitation. Turn your eyes upon Jesus. Thanks for listening to the weekly sermon podcast. Please subscribe, but also join us live in person on the Court Square in Barberville or find us on YouTube by searching FBC Barberville, on Instagram at first underscore Baptist underscore Barberville, on Twitter at Barberville FBC, or on our Facebook page, First Baptist Barberville.